Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Jack Smiley. He is a college athlete who plays ice hockey in Boston. So we were able to set up a video call to record this episode. Jack had a serious incident on the ice a couple years ago, which meant he spent the last two years in recovery and now shares motivational content on social media. In this conversation, we discuss Jack's rehabilitation journey, why excuses will get you nowhere, why you should take extreme accountability for your actions, how to stop sweating the small things in life, how to build mental resilience, and why practicing gratitude is so important. Jack is a very inspiring individual, and I felt so lucky to be able to record this conversation with him. And although we can't all relate to exactly what he's gone through, I think we can all take away some really great life lessons and advice that he has to share. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Jack, welcome to the Personal Best Podcast. Thank you for having me. Honored to be here. How are you doing all the way in Boston? Doing well. I mean, the sun, I think the sun is starting to come out. It was a rainy, cloudy, cold morning, but <laughs> can't complain when the sun starts poking through. I know. Well, the sun's setting here, so um, at least we've managed to find a time that works for the both of us. <laughs> so, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> before we jump into anything, can I just ask you to give a little personal intro into who you are and what you do? Hey guys, my name is Jack Smiley. I'm a college athlete. I play ice hockey over here in the States. And during my little short career as a college ice hockey player, I suffered an injury and that's probably why I was asked to be here today. Talk about a little bit of a little bit of that cuz that set me on a different path than most people my age or our age I should say. 
I ended up having a stroke because of a hockey hit I sustained on the ice. Ended up being completely paralyzed on my right side from the hit from my eyelids down to my toes. I had no function on my right side. Couldn't talk. Couldn't go to the bathroom on my own. Went from skating a million miles an hour on the ice to wheeling around the hospital in a wheelchair and really had no preparation for it. So that's kind of been my road in the past two years since the stroke. I've just been dedicated to recovery. I'm now back at college, back on the ice and making progress where I can. Amazing. Thank you for that. How old are you? I am 24 years old. 24. And this happened a couple years ago? Yes, this happened when I was 22 back in February. The exact date is February 21st of 2022. Yeah, because I first saw you online because I saw the video that went crazy viral showing (laughs) your rehabilitation journey, if I can call it that. Um, And it genuinely gave me goosebumps. Like, I've not been through anything like that, but I instantly just... I wanted to know your story. I wanted to know how you've like made such a strong comeback. Um, So thank you for just going into detail there about what happened. But following on from that, what has the past two years looked like for you? I mean, you said you were incapable of doing stuff on your own and now you're back on the ice and you seem to be, you know, really pushing the fitness thing. So yeah, talk us through the last like two years. Yeah, well... You mentioned pushing the fitness. I I was always into the fitness side of things. Even before the stroke happened, I was a hockey player at heart, but a gym guy on the side. I just always loved pushing weights around and really being as active as I could. And then, obviously, everything happened. The injury, the stroke took me out, threw me for a complete loop. I had really no idea what to expect and was definitely not expecting to be where I was. Mm. And that started a journey that I was definitely not prepared for. But every day in that moment was a win the day mentality. It was focused on what you have right now. Be grateful for the things that are going well in your life because there are always a couple of those. And then handle the things that you have control over while trying to forget as best as possible the rest of it that you don't have control over. And so my journey began when I was completely paralyzed. I spent a week in the ICU where they were just monitoring me, making sure nothing else happened and I was stable to be transferred and after they determined that I was there for a good amount of time and it was I was safe to be transferred out, I began my rehab journey. And that that was intensive. I was doing rehab pretty much as a nine to five occupation. Yeah. I was there in the hospital for about a month where they would wake me up at seven AM. I would do a certain type of therapy, take a thirty minute hour rest do another type of therapy, Mm. take another hour of rest, do another type of therapy all the way up until around 5 p.m. And that day played on repeat for about a month. It was just the same thing over and over again. Therapy, rest, 
therapy and just grinded through it and here we are were the doctors and the people in the hospital who were helping you through that journey did they anticipate the recovery that you've had was that always no the plan i i do not think they did i I was told very early on from multiple people, including my neurologist who oversaw everything, all of my medications, my treatments, basically the guy that was telling me where I was in life and what had happened. And at the very beginning, him, a bunch of other people were like, we don't know. We have no idea what your recovery is going to look like because something of this nature, a stroke in the brain is so complex that we don't know. We don't know how it affects each. It affect. We know that it affects each person differently. Yeah, your sure. age is a factor, your previous lifestyle, how you treated your body, how you handle it and your mentality and just all the, there's a melting pot of so many things that go into a recovery of this nature that they had no idea what to expect. But I did meet with I, – I have check-ins with those doctors, and I will say they're pretty amazed at <laughs> the strides that I've managed to make. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's been one hell of a journey, and I'm sure you're still on it. But for today's podcast episode, um, I think because you've got so much great advice and – wisdom to share from what you've been through and just probably what you've researched as well I wondered if you could share some of the lessons that you also post on social media because I think not many people are going to be able to relate to your experience but I think a lot of people will take away the lessons and the advice that you've learned from it so if you don't mind I think we could just jump straight in and uh, I have a list of notes here (laughs) I've been stalking you quite thoroughly (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. So, um, Hopefully I never say anything dumb in the past. <laughs> no. So um, the first thing I want to get into is what you said about be stronger than your excuses. And in that post, you sort of said how maybe it is unfair, maybe whatever you're going through isn't your fault, but until you start taking ownership for what you can handle, your situation's never going to get better. I wonder if you could just expand on that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to preface all of this by saying I have no idea most of these if they're my own quotes or if I <laughs> saw them somewhere. I just, no a copyright. lot of them are my own quotes. And then a couple of videos I've gone and I've seen something somewhere that I just take. But this one, talking about being stronger than your excuses and a term that I like to call extreme accountability. Hmm. You have all you have in life are your actions to whatever happens to you. There's a lot of things in life that are going to be thrown at the thrown at you that you have just no control over. At the end of the day, yeah, you can say I had the control over playing hockey or not, but when it comes down to it, I really didn't have control over whether or not I had the stroke. Mm. And that's a major example, but it can go down to the traffic you're stuck in on your morning commute to work. It can be 
actions that someone does to you or gets angry at you for. It can be translated into every single thing you do in your daily activities. You have you may not have control over what happens, but you always have control over how you respond. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest testament to character because a lot of people will sit there and make excuses where if you just own up to your mistakes and how you can better handle yourself, even if it isn't your fault, that'll take you a lot farther in life than anything on the other side of things. Yeah, I agree completely. And I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Manson's work, but he talks about a similar idea and he says that something might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility to deal with it. And like you said, that can be, you know, so many different things like getting made redundant from a job or getting broken up with. Like none of those things are your fault, but how you deal with the situation says a lot more about who you are. And I think this idea of taking personal responsibility is really interesting because it actually can be quite difficult to do because if you want to make your life better, it means you've got to adopt some responsibility and that takes more effort than just being resentful and, you know, just hating on other people for your circumstances. Why do you think taking accountability is important for making progress? Well, there are two main reasons. One is just that excuses will get you nowhere. I mean, it goes back to your point of it takes more effort to take that accountability. But at the end of the day, choose your heart because it's hard to take accountability, but it's also hard to make no progress and sit there and not be happy with the person you're becoming. Mm. So at the end of the day, you have to make that choice and figure out which hard, which hard route you'd rather go down. And I think the other side of taking that accountability is that you're always going to find things that you can work on. There's no one out there that's perfect. And a prime example, when you mentioned the breakup not being your fault, I thought of that. And it can also be a testament to every single thing in your daily life where maybe it isn't your fault. Maybe that breakup wasn't your fault, but there are always things to work on. I know that I've had past experiences of that same nature where, yeah, it definitely wasn't my fault, but I can always look in the mirror and be like, I can be better here. I'm doing a lot in my recovery, but I can be better here. Yeah, I'm doing a lot in my daily life with school and hockey, but I can be better here. And I think taking that step towards extreme accountability and really owning up for whether it is your fault, whether it isn't your fault will just always lead to progress. And at the end of the day, that's what we're here for. Definitely. And I think for people listening, we all know someone who is just so negative and, you know, they'll turn up to work and they'll be like, oh, I was, you know, the bus driver pissed me off and then I was stuck in traffic and then, you know, I didn't have time to do this and then my boyfriends annoyed me and it's like nothing is ever their fault. And I, I, it's like you said earlier, like excuses get you nowhere. I, I could talk about this one particular topic for the whole podcast, but I do want to move on. And something else you said is that never being happy and never being satisfied are two different things. 
And I understand what you mean by that. But the question I want to ask is, how do we strive for more whilst also being happy with who we are and what we've already got? I think it's really hard to find the balance. Yeah, I I noticed that in today's society, especially social media, I think is a big contributor into that as well. But I think it's tough for people to find that balance of being grateful for what you have, but also striving for more. Mm. And I think you see certain people get caught up in, I need to move on to the next thing. I need to be better. I need to attain this. This person is 22 and has a G wagon. I'm 23 and I don't even have $10 to my name. Just certain aspects of that in relation to that is sort of why I made that post where I, I would see it a lot where people weren't really happy with what they had and didn't take a moment to be grateful for that. And I think the di- the distinction that I make in that is key because I think me personally, my viewpoint is if you're not happy going through life, what are you living for? Why, if you're always striving for the next thing, but you're never happy with what you have, you're going to get to the end of your life and probably be upset that you didn't live it in a different way. And I can only relate certain things to my own experiences. So I relate a lot of it to my recovery where, yeah, my right hand still doesn't work the way it's supposed to. It works pretty well. It's it's almost back. But yeah. even when it didn't, I was in the hospital being grateful that I was getting fresh air in my lungs. I then progressed to walking with a cane. And instead of being just depressed and miserable that I wasn't skating a million miles an hour, I was just happy I wasn't in a wheelchair anymore. Mm. It's certain things like that that you can 100%, and I think you should be always striving for better, but you always need to take that with a grain of gratefulness and just be happy that you have certain things. You're so right, because I think, yeah, particularly in today's society with social media, we get so caught up in the things we don't have. You know, it's so easy to scroll on Instagram and think, oh, they've got more money than me. They've got better clothes than me. They've got a nicer car than me. And we don't stop to be grateful for the things that we have right in front of us. And I guess from what you've been through, it kind of served as a stark reminder that you should be grateful for the most basic things, like being able to get outside and go for a walk and breathe in fresh air and get sunlight in your eyes. Like those are such basic things that we all take for granted. And so maybe it is just about being able to take a step back and appreciate what we already have around us. But it's difficult when you when you are someone, I guess, like myself, who's a bit of a high achiever and I, I want to do more and I want to be successful in whatever capacity that is, kind of forget to just be happy with where I'm at as well. Yeah, I I saw a quote once and I won't be able to nail it word for word, but it basically mentions that there's someone out there that would absolutely kill to be in your shoes, dealing with all the good in your life, but also dealing with all of the problems that you have. 
And I saw that and kind of experienced it myself a little bit in those days in the hospital. And I can tell you for free right now that if I was given the choice of whether to go broke and have all of my extremities and be completely healthy again, I would give that up just to restart because I know the money will come. The money always comes back. The Mm. progress is there if you're willing to put in the work to achieve it. But the basic things like health and those types of things, you really got to be grateful for those. And I I just want to establish that on everyone because you will also never be as young as you are today. Every, Every day we were getting older. So people who... People who tend to live that way, I think it would be very beneficial to take a step yeah. back and really be grateful for where you're at. Yeah, definitely. Because you're only there once. Just like using fitness as an example, I think reframing like I have to work out to I get to work out is so powerful. And it was kind of strange the other day I was on my way driving to the gym. I really didn't want to go to the gym. I was so tired and unmotivated and no word of a lie I um a guy in a wheelchair um came past me and he was an amputee and I was driving in my car and I was like Ruby why are you complaining you get to go move your body and it's a healthy body like be fucking grateful for that um and I also think it's something that we have to put work in in order to um, kind of reap the rewards of that I suppose and it's like a car that you have to service regularly you know and you have to like make sure there's fuel in it and you have to fix any issues with it it's not something that just works automatically as soon as you have it you've got to put the work in <laughs> gone on a bit of a tangent there but I thought about it recently because I've been reading Stephen Bartlett's like rules for business and life. And he talks about this idea of health being like our first foundation. And if you don't have health, then everything else is tough. And I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that firsthand. Yeah, I definitely have. But I think just to touch on a great point you made and you're saying you went off on a tangent, but it's it's so true where people don't think of their mind in the same way they think of their body and anything else. It is like a gym and working out your muscles. You got to put in the work on your mind as well. It's not something that just happens overnight and you're immediately mentally strong or you're just born with it. I can attest to that. I (laughs) was extremely weak in a lot of regards before this happened mentally. And this process between all of the work that I put in and just sitting with my own thoughts and instead of running away from them, dealing with them mm. turned turned me into a pretty mentally strong individual. I, I like to think at least. And I just want to, I, that's a big thing that I like to hammer home because I want everyone to know it's not, something that just a certain number of people have or were born with or got placed into. It's something everyone works for that has it and anyone can choose to work for that if they want to. Mm. That ties in really nicely with another post that you made, which is 
nothing beats the compliment relentless. Why why is that such a compliment for you? I think there there are a couple reasons that that's one of I I'll say the top compliment for me. I think there's nothing that beats the compliment relentless because it is something you work for. It's it's a testament to your character, but it's also a little foreshadowing in the way that if anything in the future is thrown your way, you're the type of person that will find a way to handle it. And I think those are two of the most important factors in life. At the end of the day, you don't have much more than your character and the word of your name to go by. And if there are people out there describing you as relentless, you have done the things in the past that you need to do to keep moving forward. Yeah, you're right. And I think that just sums up like it's nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with talent and it has everything to do with your ability to get back up when things get hard. And it's something I've had to think about recently because the idea of this podcast is about becoming the best version of yourself And I went through a hard time, still going through a hard time at the minute. And I realized that it's very easy to feel like you're performing at your best when everything else in life is going right. But I think the true testament of character is how you show up in the face of adversity. You know, when shit hits the fan and when life doesn't go your way, can you pick yourself back up? And I mean, you're definitely somebody that has managed to do that. (laughs) If there ever was a better example. I appreciate that greatly, <laughs> but everyone has their own battles. Of course. Everyone, regardless of the scale, I mean, what you go through today is the extent of what you've gone through. If that, I didn't word that the best way, but what I'm trying to say is you only know your own experiences it's all and right your pain is exactly relative to what you've gone through Mm. so saying i've been through it worse than anyone else or there are always people that'll be through worse things than me there are people who may have it easier but at the end of the day you only know what you've gone through Mm. and being able to get yourself through that is what really matters there is no there should never be a comparison to anyone else's pain, anyone else's successes, anyone else's anything in life. Yeah. You are on not you specifically, but <laughs> just a general you. Everyone is on their own journey. Yeah. Everyone and I think that's something that when you focus on that and you focus on yourself and just being better than the person you were yesterday provides a lot of clarity. Definitely. That's a great message. And I think that also takes a lot of humility to admit that because, yeah, it's not a competition of who's had it worse and who's done it better. We're all on our own journey. And if you can take inspiration from other people, then brilliant. But at the end of the day, it's about working on yourself. Links in very nicely with another point I wanted to bring up, which is the things you go through in life do not define you. How you handle them sure as hell does. Sounded a lot better when you said it in your accent. <laughs> but... the, the funny thing is, I don't think I have an accent, you have an accent. <laughs> no. 
I'm like plain um, English. Um, <laughs> but anyway, why is that an important message, do you think? It's kind of linked to what we were just talking about. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I, yeah, it's definitely just a continuation of what, our previous point that we touched on earlier was in the fact that you only have your own actions. You don't, you don't have control over other factors. And I think when you take that into consideration, why would you not try to control the things you can control? Yeah. And you go on, you were about to say something. No, something you said that I just thought was brilliant was, um, you put earned respect over sympathy. And I think that summarizes it so nicely because I've been listening to a podcast with Chris Williamson and Alex Hormozy. And I think both of them have had a bit of backlash from people saying, easy for you to say, must be nice. You don't have kids to get up in the morning and do the school run so you can do your, you know, perfect gym morning routine. And... Chris was saying in the podcast episode like I get you I get how your life is difficult and that you may not believe in yourself but do you want more sympathy I can give you sympathy if that's what you want but I don't see how that's going to improve your situation and so I love this idea of like earning respect I think that's brilliant yeah it's something that I I'm very fortunate that I've never been that type of person that looks for sympathy. I think that is just a quick fix in my mind to a lot of issues where people go through something and their immediate thought is, oh, I wish people need to feel bad for me for having this situation or I can't do these things. So people need to feel bad for me to make me feel better. Yeah. And at the end of the day, just like excuses, that's going to get you nowhere. You might get a quick little feeling of, oh, thank you for feeling bad for me. This (laughs) makes me feel a touch better. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be in the same spot Mm. until you take that extreme accountability, even if it isn't your fault, even if your situation is your situation, You got to find a way, find a way to handle it. If you have three kids at home and you really want to lose a little bit of weight Mm. until you 
take that extreme accountability, even if it isn't your fault, even if your situation is your situation, you got to find a way, find a way to handle it. If you have three kids at home and you really want to lose a little bit of weight, you have to find a way. Hmm. It's not. If you can do that in spite of everything else, that's even more impressive. A hundred percent. And that's where the respect comes in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sorry, did you want to finish that? No, no, go ahead. So another thing, moving on to a slightly different topic, is you've said the things you want in life are laying on the other side of I don't feel like it. And I think this leads on to the topic of motivation. So what have you learned about motivation and discipline and how those two things are wrapped up together this question actually comes up a lot i get asked this a lot on social media and in person over any any topic where motivation is always a forefront Mm. there and my personal opinion and things i've learned through my experiences is that motivation will get you started. Motivation will definitely bring your foot to the starting line, but it won't carry you through the entire race. You have to have dedication on the side of that. You have to be willing to do the work when you don't feel like doing the work. I definitely did not wake up every single day and go, Damn, I'm excited to do therapy today. I'm so pumped my hand doesn't work and I get to relearn how to write my name or relearn how to say my name or learn how to go to the bathroom again. (laughs) It was just constant. I had the motivation at the very beginning because I really wanted my hand to work again. I really Mm. wanted to be walking a normal walk again. But that motivation lasted all of a day if that yeah and then the 99% of the other time it was just constant dedication of I do not want to do this I would rather wake up at noon and watch tv all day but I know that's not going to get me where I need to go so suck it up and get myself into therapy or get myself to the gym even though I don't want to Just do those things that you know. I feel like everyone in the back of their mind knows kind of what they need to do in order to make progress. Even if you can't see the final final stages of the path you need to be on, you always know where your first step lies. Yeah. And I think that just being able to knowing it's there and actually doing and taking that first step is definitely harder so put the work in when you don't feel like it take that first step is huge to me it's such an important message and I guess you've been asked that question a lot and it comes up a lot in this podcast because I think everybody is looking for like the secret medicine that's gonna give them motivation but it, it doesn't work like that like motivation is a fleeting feeling and actually having the dedication there is what's going to really like move the needle forwards. Um, and so I think what you've just said there is a perfect summary of, of how people can actually make the progress that they want rather than just relying on this thing called motivation. 
Um, I'm aware that we haven't got too much time left, but another thing you said is a good a good rule of thumb for handling stress is that if it's not going to affect you five years from now, it doesn't deserve more than five minutes of your time stressing about it. And I've heard this idea before, um, but I just wondered, I guess, from your own experiences, what have you learned about about that idea of stressful things coming in your life? Yeah, that's definitely not my own idea. I, <laughs> I took a little bit of that from somewhere for sure, but mm. I liked it so much that I had to yeah. because it's so accurate. It If you're not going to be thinking about it years down the line, why are you spending so much time worrying over it and stressing over it now? I think a big part of that for me was shown through the adversity that I went through because it was so, it is definitely something that maybe, maybe, maybe not is affecting me five years down the line, but it showed me what is really important versus the mundane, typical things that people stress about that are just not important at all. Yeah. Because once you go through something that really is kind of a big issue, and I I never really make it out to be that way because what you go through is what you have to get through. It doesn't matter if it's big or small. But at the end of the day, it's definitely one of those things that are a little bigger than others. Yeah. And it shows you the small things in life, like getting stuck in the traffic. Like I mentioned earlier, (laughs) not a big issue being five minutes late to a class or to work provided it doesn't happen all the time. Don't you don't want to be that person that's unreliable, but being five minutes late is not going to ruin your world. All these little mundane things that people tend to stress about, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that deep. Not worth it at all. Yeah has has your perspective kind of shifted on that? Like oh, without a doubt. After what happened, I, I've since everything happened two years ago. I've had probably just an entire perspective shift in every regard. I like to say I'm a little bit older than my years at this point. <laughs> I should have, a, should have a little Gandalf beard going <laughs> down to my knees, but I'm still baby-faced over here. <laughs> but yeah, every I mean, I just look at – when something like that happens to you, you look at life differently. Yeah. And the important things from before – aren't really as important anymore and the truly important things show themselves and you're as we talked about before you're just grateful for fresh air in your lungs and company of good people things of that nature just become so much more important and the little tiny things that aren't important and get in the way of people's thinking and the project that's do in two days that you haven't started it's stuff like that it's just it'll figure itself out yeah and I think that's something that I have tried to convey because I believe certain people go through certain things to bring a message to others so they don't have to go through 
those things to learn them. And that's kind of how I've seen my journey in the fact that I want to bring that to as many people as possible without having them go through anything to get there. Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing perspective to have because I think a lot of people would just be asking, why me? Why did this happen to me in a negative way? You know, think like life's so unfair, but actually you've kind of turned that why into something positive. Um, I just want to quickly go back to what you were saying there because I think stressing about the small stuff is something we're all guilty of. And um, Chris Williamson, I really should just get him on this podcast because I quote him all the time. But um, with that, he spoke about this idea of anxiety cost and how when you're like mulling something over and you're thinking about it and worrying about it, you waste so much time being in that headspace when you could just do the difficult thing and eliminate all of that. And it's so true. Like when I've been in situations before of, you know, handing in my notice at a job or ending things with with a guy all of those things are so nerve-wracking and I'd spend so long thinking about it planning it worrying about it and then as soon as it was done it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders like why was I so stressed about it like it's probably never going to be as bad as you think it's going to be there's no point stressing a hundred percent I saw a good quote the other day humans are built for doing not thinking yeah as soon as you start thinking about things it just snowballs and your mind always makes it out to be way worse than the actual thing is whether it is breaking up with someone quitting a job starting something you've always had a passion in you gotta just do it and if it fails it fails and (laughs) i firmly believe Failure is only failure if you quit. You cannot lose if you don't quit. A failure is just a learning lesson otherwise. Definitely. Amazing. So out of everything we've discussed today, I always ask everybody the same question, so I'm going to put it to you. If you had to give one piece of advice or a quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, what would it be? Oh, I, I'll go with mine, my, my own little mantra that I've used all the time and people are telling me to put it on shirts and stuff, but I just say all the time on social media, it's a great day to have a day (laughs) because it's true. And I take that as meaning it's not always going to be sunshines and rainbows and the perfect day to do this and the perfect day to do that. It's a great day to have a day when it's rainy. It's a great day to have a day when it's sunny. It's a great day to have a day when you don't feel like getting out of bed because you always have that opportunity for progress. If you are getting fresh air in your lungs, you have an opportunity and that's what makes the day great. I love that. Uh, The reason I laugh is because (laughs) like in a past relationship, I was so much more of a morning person. So I was always a bit energetic and annoying. And I used to say, it's a great day to have a great day. Like I always (laughs) used to say that just to like piss him off. (laughs) But I, I, you know, I firmly believe in that message because get outside, breathe in fresh air. Like you're already on a right track to make that day good. 
And I love this idea of always progressing on yesterday, but then someone reframed it recently, which is the idea is just to make today better than yesterday. You know, it's not about constantly improving. It's about, you know, overcoming the bad days as well. If you had a shit day yesterday, can you make today a little bit better? You know, can you go for a walk? Can you go to the gym? Can you meet some friends who make you feel good? You can always do something. And um, I absolutely love that message. And I definitely think you should get it printed on some T-shirts. I'd be buying the merch. <laughs> well, it sounds like you got a similar T-shirt idea yourself. <laughs> put some pa- a- put personal best on there somewhere. <laughs> Look, Jack, thank you. Thing. Thank you so much for today. Um, I feel like we've rattled through this, but I really, really enjoyed this conversation. And... I know you did an Instagram post recently where you said you're not a superhero. You're just a guy who's got really good at putting one foot in front of another. And while that may be the case, you've also been brave enough and I guess generous enough to share your journey and share the lessons that you've learned along the way. And, you know, I've really enjoyed watching you take one step forward and uh, I wish you all the best. I appreciate that. Those kind words mean more than I could ever ever <laughs> describe. So thank you. And that's that's really the message I want to convey to everyone is I'm not special. You look people look at me and they're like, I don't know how he's doing that. Mm. But I really wanna convey that everyone can do it. It's really about whether or not you make the choice to move forward or be stuck in the past. Definitely. It's a powerful message. So where can people go if they want to find you online? Well, right now, typically, I I do have a TikTok. I don't really post on it too much, but mainly Instagram, which my handle is just my name, Jack Smiley, no spaces, but the L is a one. So J-A-C-K-S-M-I-1-E-Y. Is that your real last name? Yeah. I love that. Everyone asks that. (laughs) Well, mine's Smith, which is about as boring as it gets, so I'm quite envious. (laughs) (laughs) You can make that into something. Well, I'm going by Ruby Lola. I've actually just exposed myself there. But um, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) again, thank you so much and uh, all the best with college, ice hockey and whatever you're doing online as well. It's amazing. Thank you very much. What you're doing is amazing as well. I love everything that you have going on and keep doing your thing too because it truly matters. Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm going to blush now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll see you later. true. Thank you so much, Ruby. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jack. I do really like doing these style of episodes where we just pick apart some interesting concepts and lessons and I hope you guys enjoy listening so as always please leave a review if you enjoyed it and keep sharing it on social media so more people can find the podcast anyway I'll see you next week for another exciting episode bye for now catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.